Hi, and welcome everybody to the show, Mind Your Business. I am your host, Raj Bogan. This show is all about business owners and their stories. So that's where they came from, what inspired them, and what got them started. What have been the highs and the lows of their journey? And of course, what are the key lessons and takeaways that we can all learn from? So today's guest um, is a mum of two, and she's an award-winning business and marketing coach with an incredible story. I'd love to welcome uh, Emily Malander to the show. Emily, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Raj. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So, Emily, um, give us a bit of um, give us a bit of a, an idea. Then I've just mentioned you as a business and marketing coach. Can you go into a little bit more depth about what you do then in business? Yeah, of course. So, we primarily help business owners to grow and improve their businesses. Um, we help them specifically with regards to their marketing. Um, getting their time back because I think that's a huge huge thing uh, for business owners and really making the profit that they deserve to be making for the time money and effort that they're investing into the business yeah how would you how would you say you do that then what is it that you offer businesses so we have different programs um, and different memberships we um, I'm split across uh, three businesses so we've got the business academy leadzilla and also the Trades Freedom Club. So um, it's lots of different industries, different sectors, um, but we give them a real good plan and a strategy. I find a lot of business owners are winging it a lot of the time. They're fantastic at what they do, but no one's ever taught them how to run a business the right way. Um, So that's where we come in. We've invested all the money and the effort and the time in, in figuring it all out, basically, so that they don't have to waste all their time money and effort doing so yeah brilliant stuff and so a bit of a let's go back to a bit of the the backstory then yeah. what what got you into what you're doing now then what's the story behind it so when I was little my dad was just a one-man band joiner um, okay. and a bit of everything deckings fencing kitchens everything you can imagine um and he sorry I've got one shouting mom yeah, sorry, let me pause it. Um, yeah, so um, he was doing a bit of everything with regards to the joinery side of things. Yeah. And we only really used to see him on a weekend. My mum and dad were split up. Oh, okay. And those, those weekends were quite spent. Um, he was amazing. He did absolutely everything with those play centres and all that. Um, but a lot of the time we spent either in his workshop playing with his uh, sawdust machine that used to blow up. <laughs> Ask Jeeves had just come out. So I used to sit in the office typing questions in there, playing with his highlighters. But yeah, we spent a lot of time either at the workshop or chasing money off customers. Oh, wow. Yeah, he uh, he went to a business networking meeting one day, Yeah, which was way outside of his comfort zone. Yeah, um, And he came to pick me up from my nan's actually afterwards wearing a suit. Um, and I'd never seen him in a suit before. I thought he'd been in court <laughs> or at a funeral or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, listen, I've gone to this place and I've met all these amazing people. Um, he was like, I don't know whether I should say this actually. It was like, they were all drinking from um, teacups and saucers. And he was like, I don't think <laughs> I've washed a mug in my van for about four years. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, he he came home that day and he said, listen, I've met a business coach at this event and I'm remortgaging the house. 
um, oh, wow. to take him on. <laughs> so at that time, I just thought he'd lost the plot. I thought he'd joined a cult and um, he'd started reading, which he really struggles with. He's dyslexic. Um, okay. And I'm saying to him, oh, you're paying all this money to a coach and all he's telling you to do is read books and you can't do it. <laughs> but he um, he did. He really, really through everything that he'd got into it. So he learned about, obviously, time management and cash flow and things. And he niched down into his most profitable um, area, which was at that time, loft conversions. Yeah. So he got it running where we'd got a brilliant team in, all for the correct role and responsibility. He was off the tools, working in the two most um, affluent postcode areas in our city. Yeah. Um, and it was just brilliant. It was running like clockwork, but his competitors started making bids and offers to buy the business from him. Okay. Um, he didn't want to let it go because it's his baby. Um, but at the same time, it's a bit silly sometimes to hold on to something just for the sentimental aspect of it, I think. Yeah. So he eventually sold it. Um, and... By the time I kind of had my daughter, I was 19. Okay. Um, and I was on maternity leave. And uh, I think it was Andy Cam, who is quite famous on um, Instagram and social media now uh, for mm. Island Plumbing. He was my dad's um, plumber on all of his loft conversion jobs. Yeah. Uh, and I bumped into him and he said, oh, I'm meeting your dad later down at the um, old working men's club. He meets us in there on a Friday to show us all about um, social media and things yeah so I went wandering down with the pram um, and I got to the car park and I just got in this queue that I thought was a queue to get in with um, and I got to the door and they were like it's 10 pound for a pie and a pint and uh, you can see Craig and ask him any questions that you've got <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was 140 people there that day wow queuing to go in mainly trades because of his background at that time yeah but I think it really hit me in that moment that he's helping so many other people um I'm quite naturally that kind of person that I'm always wanting to help others but I think when I had my own child and I looked at the difference say from me and my brother growing up to like as we were getting older, he started picking us up from school. We started going on family holidays and things because yeah. he'd got that time and that money to do so. Um, and I thought, if I can help any other parents get that precious time, let's be honest, you you only get it once in a childhood with the kids. Yeah, yeah, you can't go back, can you? That's what I want to be part of. So um, that's kind of how I got into it all. And yeah, my daughter's 11 now, so it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is an incredible story, um, and um, well done to you um, for your, you know, your journey through, and to your dad as well. Um, so, what are sort of to get from where you were to where you are now? What would you say are some of the obstacles you've had to overcome? Um, personally, I'd say juggling me wanting to work um, yeah. along with being a present mom, which is the same for every parent, mom, yeah. dad etc um but I think having a child at such a young age and dropping out of university to do so yeah there was a lot of social stigma around that um and yeah I've always I mean my husband would have quite happily he's got his own business 
yeah. eating quite happily me stayed at home and cooked and cleaned and looked after the kids and I'm like no I, that is not me I need to get out there I need to make an impact and a difference so yeah. um, I think the whole balancing act and specifically with business things are always changing and things are always evolving and you've got to just keep up with it it's yeah. changed hugely in the and obviously COVID for us pre-COVID our entire business model was people joined in annual membership and they yeah. met in a room 140 people every month and overnight that business was just poof gone <laughs> it, it was that, that must have been really challenging then or did it did you did you be able to solve that quite quickly I mean were you able to get the cut them back into the onto the zoom calls or uh yeah so to be honest I don't think I'd ever used zoom properly before then um our last event yeah. was March 2020 yeah. And I'd just um, combined all of the separate city academies together to be one large one. Yeah. And those first few events were incredible. There was a huge buzz. And it was that moment where you sit back and think, we've, we've done it, we've nailed it, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I remember going in the office to my dad because we'd just built our own offices. We'd just built our own training room and a green screen media studio that we'd kitted oh, wow. out fully um, and we'd just moved in literally that that few months before. Yeah. So it was all coming together for us and all of a sudden, obviously, we were like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> we very quickly um, reduced the price of membership, yeah. um, not necessarily for the sake of us. Like, all we were concentrating on was being there for them emotionally, even a lot of them. Um, providing as much support as we could. Um, we had bingo nights on Zoom every week and pub quizzes and all sorts. You may have seen a toilet roll video of us. I haven't actually, but I'll look. I'm going to go look, it, look for it now. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bog roll brought us all together during, uh, during COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we built a members directory. Yeah. So that um, it was fully keyword optimized so people could easily still find each other, get in contact with each other. Um, I We've added things in since like reviews and things so that they can build the credibility and brand awareness, really. Yeah. Um, we launched the Members Vault during that time. So every coaching session we've ever done and every guest speaker session we've ever had, um, it's all recorded and edited and popped into that vault. Um, so they've got on-demand access to that to work through at their own time. Um, and yeah, started loads of online um, Zoom things. So the transition between that and then coming out of it back into real world, um, there's been some big decisions to make, but we always try and do them with the values of serving members first, really. Yeah, I can tell like from, I mean, just so people know, I'm a, I'm a member of, the, I don't know if you've mentioned it, the Elite Business Academy. Yeah, and um, from what you're saying there, it's it's putting yourself um, kind of ahead of your competition, but also just it's just giving people more than you ever expect back, isn't it? Just giving that value, um, like yeah. you said, and they're coming out and doing things like bingo nights. That's that's amazing, um, and just being there, for people dropping the prices when maybe you didn't even have to, um, yeah. and, that, and that's the kind of thing that makes businesses last. I think when they're really genuinely caring about other people and not just there for their own self. I think when you do that. It comes back to you, doesn't it, in droves? 
Definitely. Um, I mean, financially, um, we'd gone from having an annual membership to I made it monthly. Yeah. And I made it cancel any time. And I reduced the price by 42%, I think it was. Wow, and I introduced the 30-day free trial. Yeah. <laughs> so it could have been make or break, but luckily, like um, we've we've had members that have been with us now for eight years or so. Yeah. Um, which is fab, which obviously shows they're still getting value. So that's really special to me. Yeah, it's difficult to say no to um when you reduce it by that much and no cancel uh free cancellation. Yeah. Um so we talked about your your obstacles. Um <laughs> What would you say have been some of the high points you've had so far? And business and life, really. Yeah. Um, a particular high point for me when we were just kind of getting into um when we were primarily sorry, when we were primarily for trades, we were branded as the trades hub. Okay. And along the line, we rebranded to the Elite Business Academy. Yeah. And that decision came from um, we'd have people turn up that had travelled from, say, Glasgow all the way to Sheffield, and they'd get there and they don't traditionally wear a tool belt. Um, they were things like vehicle tracking or graphic okay. design, yeah. kind of on the edge. But they were saying to us, listen, it's not just about us wanting your contacts. It's that we need a business plan. We need a marketing strategy. So I decided to do that rebrand because we can help any business owner. But just before that, when we were trades, um, we got asked, well, someone nominated for the Yorkshire Choice Awards. Yeah. Um, and it was open to public voting. And we were kind of the underdogs that night by far. There was a lot of big, successful corporate businesses in there. Um, and my dad won the Yorkshire Businessman of the Year. Wow. But the surprising thing was it was with 16,000 votes. Wow. 16,000 votes. And the emotion that night was, like, overwhelming. Um, so, obviously, I was so proud of, of him and his journey and where he'd been. Yeah, um, that's incredible. Yeah. especially um, for When the, was this, sorry? Was this before? was um, just before we rebranded to the Elite Business Academy, okay. I think. Um, I'm not great with years. <laughs> it, oh, right. I just had it was 2017 because I think okay. I my little one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he. Um. It was the 16,000 public votes. It was the fact that people had gone out of their way out there and seen what a difference he'd made to people's lives, and all their families were like mums, dads, granddads, like, oh, he's changed my son's life. Like, I want to vote. I want to vote. Kind of thing. Yeah. Not necessarily. That's, that's a lot of votes, isn't it? Huge. The second person, I think, you, you don't quote me on this, I'm not sure, but it was thousands and thousands and thousands less votes yeah. for the second place. Um, so that was a huge moment in business. Um, I myself was nominated for um, the Women of Sheffield Awards. Well which, Thank you. I had no, I thought it was a scam email at first, to <laughs> be honest. I'd not. Um, so this was all around International Women's Day. Um, yeah. And I went that night ju just there to enjoy the drinks, to be fair, and to support everyone. Um, and I'd won the um, Elizabeth Parkin Award for Entrepreneurship. Congratulations. Well Thank done. Thank you. So for, they, they're just, it's just nice, I think, to recognize people for their achievements. 
Um, And the fact that they were so unexpected, both of them, Mm. um, was great. And then personally, obviously my kids, Salif for, um, I like to try and push myself outside my comfort zone. Um, So I presented in Barcelona to 20,000 on stage. Wow. (laughs) Which was seriously outside (laughs) of my comfort zone. Um, So nerves wise and things I think that's the biggest thing I've probably overcome and did um, you did you um did you nerve settle at any point did you get come relaxed or did it just did you just well they said, <laughs> they said we were going on in alphabetical order so I was thinking E I thought oh great but they were doing it by surname and at that time my surname was Wilkinson all oh, right okay so I'd got all my stuff prepared and then the people that went on before me said what I'd planned to oh say. no <laughs> <laughs> so it was a quick uh, it was a quick wing it. I think I was definitely shaking um but you've just got to throw yourself out there I think and definitely. I'd have regretted it if I didn't do it um, yeah I mean um kudos to you for doing it full stop you know thank you. um I'd, I'd be I'd be shaking just at the thought of that 20,000 <laughs> <laughs> um brilliant stuff um you've you, can I just throw in there as well? You've yeah. mentioned uh, on the just so people I put out some questions, and you mentioned here. Tell us about this um, this skydive you did as well. Oh yeah, so um, I really do believe in giving back, and each year I try and pick a different charity to support. Um, and obviously, along the lines of pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, I said I'm going to do a skydive. So we set it up for EBA members to to go into do. Oh. And then one by one, everyone seemed to, um, I don't want to use the word drop out, but there there was a lot of reasons people started not being (laughs) able to do it. And um, it got to the day and it was just me. (laughs) Oh, no way. (laughs) Just me left. Um, So I I rung my dad and I was like, can you please come and watch me? Because I'm on my own. Um, and yeah, I managed to raise 1.6k for Sheffield Children's and Jessup's Hospital. Well done. Um, yeah, I was um, I was proud of that. It's um, they both treated my kids, so that was number one on my list that I want to do something to give back to them. Yeah. Uh, but I'd highly recommend it. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, I could never do a skydive and things," but the exhilaration. I don't think anything in your life will. Or match it. Yeah, I, I have done one back in you know, yeah. ages ago now, 2006, but I think it was 10,000. But yeah, it was, um, yeah. I really enjoyed the parachute bit actually. The first bit is like crazily fast. And then I don't yeah. know about you, felt really the most peaceful oh. you know, experience is that, is that parachute bit. And it's just like, wow. Would you do I thought, it again? I thought, hey, would I do it again? I've, yeah, probably. I might do a bungee jump first, but yeah. I don't know. It's um, when I think about it again, I'm like, I could have died. What did I get in a plane for? But it's obviously statistically very safe. So, yeah, no, I'd do it again. Yeah. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Um, my, my oh, yeah, there's a bit when there's a bit because obviously you're facing the ground and you're coming down and it's tandem. So he pulls the parachute and it flips you from like a horizontal position to a vertical position. And then I just remember him grabbing sort of onto my shoulders where the straps were on my shoulders mm-hmm. and for that millisecond I actually thought I'd come loose and I was about to fall yeah. there's a panic set in my body and then I realized oh no that's meant to happen 
yeah. all you can see on my video is my ham my hamster cheeks just pop, yeah. pop out. <laughs> yeah. And um I remember him just before we went up, he was very, very clear that if you're trying to be sick, <laughs> move because it flies back onto him. <laughs> and yeah. he kept repeating it and repeating it all the way up to everybody. Um, but yeah, I need to work out um the next the next thing. We've just done Ben Nevis and the Yorkshire V Peaks. So yeah. I'm I'm on the hunt now for is that why you're asking me? You're getting me geared up to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Maybe a bungee jump. Right. Okay. So what um what would you say then? Your top three tips for succeeding in business and, and in life as well. Yeah. Um, I definitely think you need to find someone that has been there and done it. Yeah. And it will save you in the long run so much waste of time, money, and effort. We have people come on some of our programs and they've been running their business for 25 years and they will come on the program and say, I wish I'd started this obviously 25 years ago because it would not have caused me the grief um, and the stress and the money worry and things. So I look at the amount of money we've invested into courses and into trialing different softwares and stuff. And I feel a bit crazy that we kind of just give it all away for free. Um, yeah. But that that's what it is. That's what business is about. It's about going and helping one another. So I'd definitely do that. I'd, I'd find someone that's been there, that's done it, that you know gets results for people and throw yourself in there because nothing nothing will change until you start to change it. Yeah. Um, I think mindset is huge we do a 12 month coaching program and people come on and they want to learn about their branding and making more profit and all these exciting things, new websites. And the first month we spend the entire month doing mindset and personal development. And people are like, this is not what I wanted. Like, (laughs) why are we doing this first? And I'll say, what's the biggest challenge in your business? And they'll say my wife or my suppliers or my team and things like that. And we get into it and I'm like, who's allowed all this to, to happen like this? Yeah. And all of a sudden they'll say me. And I'll say, well, do you understand why we need to work on you as a business owner um, and how you react to things and, and ha- how you think of things and your own self-limiting beliefs before we move on to like the nitty gritty of everything? Yeah. Uh, uh, my dad's always said the problem is never the business. It's always the mindset of the business owner. Um, good comment good quote yeah so yeah that's uh huge and there's loads of different things you can do to improve your mindset we have a free goal setting course and there's plenty of books and podcasts and things out there like this one even um so and surrounding yourself with those types of people that do understand the challenges that you're going through yeah it can be really really lonely being a business owner sometimes um especially if you're some people don't have anyone in their family that have run a business before. And um, I think just having people to bounce ideas off, to hold you accountable, um, to give you a bit of a kick up the bum when you need a little bit of motivation, it's huge. And I think one of the reasons we've got to where we are like 12, 13 years later is because of the community that we've created and the culture. Yeah. Um, really supportive, very positive 
One of the guest speakers stood on stage once and when she came off, she said, I've worked with people like Land Rover and Swarovski and all these big brands. And what I've noticed from you and your team today and your members is the sense of belonging that a lot of those bigger companies haven't mastered. And we didn't coin that term. Like she, she kind of said it to our members and they all started using it themselves because you do feel like you belong to something and you feel like you're very supported. Um, I think it goes back to what I was saying before about, you know, that that value you give. And it, it shows, doesn't it, when you're talking about the votes that you got in the, you don't got yeah. in, that, in that thing. I think you mentioned against some, maybe some big corporate brands yeah. in that awards. Yeah. Um, it just shows, doesn't it, that people, they, they, they feel like they resonate with that and, and, it, and it shines through. Um, no, there's, um, there's some fantastic tips in there. Um, Emily, thank you for that. Um, what would what would uh, would you describe as um, or how important are would you say passions outside a business and why and and what are yours if any? Yeah, so it's going to sound really cliched, but it's friends and family. I think we you can't live your life around your business and you can't become a slave to your business. We. No start it because we want to provide a better quality of life for our families and then somewhere along the way a lot of people get sucked in to working all these hours and to not and to being on their phone just even just keeping up with social media and things and I think it's so important to try and be present and to have that time away with your family but also for yourself yeah just just headspace even um whether you get that from going on a walk or you like going to the gym or it's a spa day, it's really important to carve that time out for yourself because obviously if you're looking after everyone else and saving everyone else, you need that time to refill your cup. So yeah. I do, I enjoy a glass of wine, having a dance with my friends um, taking the kids away. I'm going away this week with the kids on holiday. So family time. Um, yeah, that's it really. Cool. Um, one thing I was going to say before I forgot to mention it is when you're talking about um, we're talking about accountability and uh, getting the support. Yeah. Um, one thing that you sometimes you know family are the best for that, but actually sometimes it's not the people around you, like your family and your, your closest friends, are the best for that. And sometimes yeah. I think it's better to go externally to find that right environment. I was going to say because um, sometimes a family are haven't got the experience or knowledge to give you um and maybe they're just not you know some uh, people listening it's really really important what emily said about getting the right people around you because that's that's going to determine your results i think absolutely and i mean it shows we've just completed our first six months of um, a marketing and automation program and some of them are service-based businesses some are product-based some are startups some are they're all at different stages in the business but their WhatsApp accountability group has, it's brought me to tears. The support between them all in that group has been phenomenal. And I really do feel like that's been one of the biggest parts of the programme. Um, the accountability, they're, they're all testing each other's stuff out for each other. Um, they're all giving each other ideas, um, meeting up socially as well. And um, it can't be there's nothing else like it I don't think and I mean my husband he runs his own business but he is not on social media whatsoever yeah and I'm like the content queen (laughs) (laughs) 
for, for businesses to give them a marketing strategy and to tell them all about what to do on social media, how to attract the most profitable client. And I come home talking to him about marketing funnels and software automation. And I can see it's just completely like it's alien to him. Does he not yeah. think like get you to do help him with it then or does he just not want to do it? I think he's a bit too stubborn. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, it's nice because, um, I mean, obviously I see my dad in a non-business sense as well, yeah. personally. And I think we work really, really well at um, work is work and home is home. Yeah. Um, it's a good I, good divide. It's, it's important to have that, I believe. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fortunate the minute I have my own office within the house, but before mm-hmm. working at the dining table, as a lot of people have to do, yeah. I couldn't make that separation. It was really difficult, but yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but Emily, um, I've I've really enjoyed having you on today. Um, you. Breath of fresh air and, you, and your passion um, sort of shines through for helping people. Um, you. And, you, you know, you, you guys have made an incredible success of your business. And I can tell people firsthand, you know, I'm part of the, the EBA and it's a, it's a great group, like Emily's saying, to be part of. Um, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing is what I'd say. And you've, you've brought a lot of knowledge and experience to the to the show today and hopefully... I'm sure it will for people listening. They'll be able to take something away from it. So I appreciate Emily, that. it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for taking the time out. I really appreciate it. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Bye. All right. Bye.